When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's me, Victoria. I just want to say this episode, the dialogue editing, was done by Rusty Moore of Dungeons and Dragons, who also continues to be our guest with us today. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to Russ for offering to dialogue edit for us just so that we could get this out faster because I, quite frankly, just don't have the time anymore to do it all the time. But don't fret. Because we have hired the wonderful Ryan Bolter of Character Creations Cast, which is also on the One Shot Podcast Network. And they are going to be doing our dialogue editing. I'll be doing the scoring still, but the dialogue editing and sound cleanup and all that stuff, that's going to be on Ryan's plate. And I am absolutely thrilled that they have come on board. So thank you. Thank you so much, Ryan. Um, So we can continue to do broadswords. And I'm very, very happy about this. And so that might mean that the the flow might change a little bit because every editor has a different style, but it'll still be broadswords goodness. All right, let's get to it. Last time on the Broadswords, they returned to Erling, and there they sat down with their old friend Anton, who caught them up on what was going on. They also got new orders to go back to the Vermiani stronghold, and they are going to take their way with Anton by way of Imamar. You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring Kristen Flemons as Yolari's Roaring Horn, our wizard witch. Haven't had a chance to visit the house yet, no. Tracy Gibbons as Keela, our high elf bard scald. Yeah, take your time. B. Zelda as our lovable tiefling barbarian, Maypree. It looks awful. And then there's me, Victoria Rogers, your DM. You have been traveling for a handful of days at this point. Save for the ragged trail of refugees and a skirmish with desperate bandits, your journey has been mostly quiet. As you enter deeper into the Immel Vale, you find bodies at the side of the road. All of these poor people have died violently. Soldiers, you can see from their sullied tabards. Probably should have warned you that the... 
Well, <laughs> there was a bit of a skirmish here. I uh, can see that. To put it lightly. It looks awful. Yeah. Um, hold on. I just have to collect myself. Yeah, take your time. The, the battles are getting harder. It was fierce. It was, well, as you can see, not many made it back. If it wasn't for the Lord's Alliance showing up when they did, this would have... It would have been all of us. Can I ask you, what what kind of forces does the Betrayer bring? What kind of creatures? Have you ever looked into the face of hell itself? Nope. Haven't had a chance to visit the hells yet, no? Never. I mean, there was that one time in a car, but no... These shadowy monsters, to put it lightly, they they bend where you don't think. It makes it hard to sneak up on any of them because next thing you know, they have their hands wrapped around you. There's teeth everywhere. Hmm. And it's dark. Sends chills down your spine. Maypreet, don't say that's cool. Okay, I won't. It's not cool. Decidedly uncool. Um, So would you say that they are both spectral and material sort of simultaneously? Is that... You could say that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's scary. And completely uncool. Um, Yeah. Definitely sounds like some sort of Shadowfell denizens, I would presume. say that. I think it's best that we all keep our eyes up and weapons at the ready. You didn't happen to notice anything that worked particularly well against them or alternatively anything that was ineffective? They had a big sign that if Keela sings ah, that will they defeat all them? just fall over dead. Keela, yeah. I knew my singing would help at some point. I hope you're ready. Hilarious Jr. Jr. has a much lovelier voice. She has perfect pitch. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. I don't know. We stabbed him. We we burned him. We fought him. We we squished him. We we did everything we could think of. Great. And nothing seemed to help particularly well. Well, you killed one. Yeah, it wasn't. I didn't say it was easy. Yeah. How did you kill it? What did you do? Did you stab them in the eye? Uh, one, well, one of them I did. Was it a stabby thing or a magic thing or a combination thereof? Anton pulls his axe off of his back and it's like, it's caked with, it, he, he hasn't even cleaned it in a long time. It's just caked with material is probably the best descriptor for what's on there. Um, it's, if I just keep swinging, right, they eventually stop moving. Got it. Okay, so we just have to keep hitting them and hope for the best? That's not very encouraging. I'm hoping the three can pull little nuggets of information. Yes, perhaps we can. That might help. Conduct some research. I like market research. As we go. Hmm, You've activated my danger sense, so I think I'm ready for this. 
there was someone who came through talking about market research prior to all of these big battles, and I thought I was really into it. I was like, yeah, this is going to be the the way, you know, when I retire. Oh, I think market research is market really where research. it is. Market research, that sounds... Yeah, but... Um, but no, but yeah, retirement is far, far off now. The closer to the battle site you get, the more noxious the air is. The stench clogs your nostrils and it catches in your throat. I'm bringing back my nosegay. Can I please have a constitution saving throw from everyone? Do I get advantage for my nosegay? Dang it. My danger sense only gives me bonus on my decks. <laughs> so that I can keep using the word nosegay, which I'm very happy I remembered. I know, I, I, you know what? You don't get advantage. I'm just going to say you get okay. a plus one. <laughs> Five. Ooh. Ten. Eighteen. Yeah, twenty-four. All right. Yularis and Kila. You feel sick, mm-hmm. um, but not just any kind of sickness. You feel your limbs start, the, the blood as it goes through your limbs seems just sluggish. And it almost feels like there are little bugs inside of you. Oh. Mechanically, you are poisoned. Gross. Um... You have disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Oh, for fuck's sake. I think feeling this feeling, uh, I want to turn to the rest of the group and say, is anyone else feeling just absolutely awful right now? And I'm kind of like rubbing my arms like I can like rub that feeling out of my veins. Yalaris has like, like she's literally green, like cartoon style green, like hand over her mouth, like nosegay, desperately pressed against her face, sort of staggering around, half bent over, just like stick to <gasps> stick to the path. Don't, don't feel don't. great. Uh, let let me put an I'm gonna put an arm around you. It's it's okay. Hmm. Oh dear, Hilarious, come here, come here, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. use both my level two spell slots to cast lesser restoration on both of us. Oh. What does that look like? I touch, I put my hand on your forehead and you feel like a a white cleansing wave roll through your body from the top of your head down to your feet. I think I just sort of like you know, Keela's got her hand on my forehead and I just like collapse onto her as sort of like a hug and I'm like, I think I love you. Oh, oh thank you. Remember that you said that because I'll never hear those words from you again. <laughs> oh, pat her on her cheek. Oh, don't be so sure. You start to hear a... Is that, the, is that the goat? Every No, no. Hilarious Jr. hasn't had indigestion in eight weeks, so I'm pretty sure that's not the goat. Um, right. Well, then, you, you is are, are the three good? Like I'm going to cast Mage Armor. That's probably a good idea. Every sound feels ominous. You suddenly see about... 18, 15, 18 feet away from you. What you thought was a mound of bodies raises. Oh no. Oh no. 
in a mound. Ew, ew. And this undulating <laughs> mound of bodies comes towards you. Can I just say, like, undulating is... So that's good. a word. That's... Woo! <laughs> All right. Oh! Roll initiative. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love to. I feel like it's been oh, a while since I've heard Victoria say those words. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> undulating. 21. Ooh. 13 for Anton. 10. 19. Maypri is amped. Ready to go. Hilarious <laughs> is still a little bit motion oh. sick. Thank you so much, Keela, for not having us at a disadvantage for this whole... <laughs> Oh, I'm a little sad about that. <laughs> Healer actually healed? What? You did it! We are proud of you. This is I'm your season, so my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what a champ. Keela, you see this gross mound of bodies, and it is coming towards you. It's now about ten feet away from you. What do you do? Okay, so first of all, I'm going to turn to Anton, and I'm going to say, Anton, with your help, we will win this fight, and I will give him a point of bardic inspiration. Oh, she's... Yeah, high hopes. <laughs> Love it. And then I'm going to cast a new spell that I just got at the last level up, and that's Thunder Wave. Um, so each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you... Oh, actually, you know what? I'm realizing I should probably move 15 feet away from all of you towards the bodies. Um, and then cast Thunder Wave. So each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must make a con saving throw. Go for the legs! <laughs> All of them! I rolled a 12. Okay, that is going to not do it because the DC, the spell save DC is 15. Uh, so they are all going to take 2d8 thunder damage and be pushed 10 feet away from me. So that is, ooh, Five damage, uh, 2d8, it's five. I rolled a two and a three. Um, but they are pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay, so they're pushed back 10 feet. So they are now 20 feet away from everyone else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and they're about That's 20 nice. feet away from you, Keela, because you moved. Maypri. You pushed them really far away, Keela. Ugh, fine. They're not really far away. They're... Slightly farther away. You're extremely athletic, Maypri. I believe in you. <laughs> I just have to run at them to fight them. Oh, I can get angry along the way. <laughs> All right, it's been so long since I fought as Maypri. I'm excited for this journey. All right, I. Starting off with a friend, or um, with rage is my bonus action. And what does that look like? Okay, <laughs> so like, she's got to like, what is the fast run? Sprint her way to this gross-limbed, corpsey body. And so she kind of gets low, takes a deep breath in. Okay, 20 feet, I can do this. And just starts to sprint, arms pumping. And about halfway there, you can see just like her, her emotions, just like the, the rage and like all the blood pumping. She's just getting mad. And she starts to unclasp her glaive from her back and gets into a charged position, ready to attack that beast. All right, let's do it. So every time I use an attack, I get an extra attack. So I'm going to roll to hit. Oh my God, a 24. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. Roll damage. Click. 
10 damage on my... F- oh, no, sorry, that's a three. Okay, what does that look like? With that charge and, like, the, the glaive kind of lowered beneath her chest, she just lunges at it and stabs it just in whatever the center of it would be. Um, she's imagining a chest area, um, but based on the descriptor, I don't think there's any visual, like, one chest, you know? The center of it. Um, her next attack, however, is only a 10. 10 does not hit. I think bolstered then by the initial success of that jab, she kind of goes to rear back to take another hit, and it doesn't go so well. It's a blatant slash. This thing is not humanoid. It is not by... It it doesn't quite conform to the shapes that may pre-expects to fight. No, it's weird. It's gross. It stinks. I would love a picture of it so I can, like, fully <laughs> absorb how wonderful this is. Yeah, I can show you a picture. Hold on, I got multiple books open here. That's a hefty book. Give me an undulating pile of bodies. Yes. Love it's it. worse than I thought it was going to be. Excellent. Right? I love how terrible it is. Literally picture a pile of bodies, and then that's it. But and also make them shadowy as as and smoky. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I did a dance to represent what that meant. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent podcaster. Yes. And I will enable my frenzy attack, but I can't actually utilize it because I've already used my bonus action. So Okay. I'm just going to hang out really angry. Yeah. Anton. Anton sees Maypre bust out this sweet rage. And if you see him, if he's anywhere in your periphery, he grabs for his axe and like swings it around. And then there's like this this wave that comes out from him, like this white light. You could almost say it's spirit-like. And he himself goes into a rage. And when he does so, this white light emanates out and the wooden eye pops out and he catches it and puts it in his pocket. And then he rushes forward to attack the beast before him, screaming very gutturally and swings with his great axe Oh, that's going to be good. 19 plus 9, 28. Hey, Woo! Yeah, that's a, nice. That's a hit. Oh, and I rolled 11 plus 5. That's 16. Yo. Nice. Plus I have one more attack. Let's You're do it. showing me up. 16 plus 9, 25. And then another 11 slashing damage. Now, there's a bunch of things down in the notes here. So while raging the first creature, I hit with an attack on my turn, uh, then has disadvantage on any attack that isn't against me. Mm. Uh, and when that target hits a creature other than me, the creature has resistance to that damage oh, dealt amazing. by the attack. That so is so for cool. using that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is the corpse mound's turn. God damn it. You, you poured poorly. I really did. Yours. <laughs> you poured poorly. I poured you poorly. You know what? I... You pour your dice to roll them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. You pour, pour them, them out, out of my a, hand. A tumbler? The tumbler of my hand. Just a bottle of Jack. A little bit for the dice, a little bit for me, a little bit for the dice. It is this corpse mound's turn, and you see this body kind of flop out of this mass. Oh. And it lurches up to its feet and separates from this mass and this body comes lurching towards you, Yalaris. Amazing. 
And that is going to be an 18. Does that hit? Um, I will reaction cast shield. Okay. And that on top of my mage armor will be just enough. Yep. 19. So that will be just enough to blast it off. What does that look like? Um, It swipes out for me and Yularis doesn't even move. She just extends a hand, palm facing it, and this like blue white shimmering light forms a barrier between her and it and it just literally bounces off of it and staggers back a couple steps. It almost drops its small sword, but not quite. She swings Yularis Jr. and the baby Bjorn around to her back. Now, now we mean business. (laughs) Yularis. What I would really like to do is cast the spell that I learned so many moons ago and have had no chance to do. I would like to cast Wall of Fire. Is there a way? So I know that Keela and Maypri and Anton are all engaged with this mass of bodies, mm-hmm. but Wall of Fire, I can shape it how I wish, and one side of it does not do damage. So can I create a Wall of Fire around the mass of bodies so that they are all on the opposite sides of it and just entrap it in a ring. Yeah, you can encircle it. Okay, so Yularis, um bounces this one corpse off of her, swings Yularis Jr. around to the back so that she doesn't see this, because uh, things are about to get nasty, and just lifts both of her hands and her eyes start to like just like like blackout, but with like fire. And I imagine that this is sort of similar to when she casts Fireball, so that it is a wall of fire that erupts out of the ground, but in the form of many of the spirits of Rashomon. And I think given that this is a battlefield, there are many spirits who are willing to lend themselves to this. So you just hear this just gut-wrenching shriek as this fire erupts in a wall encircling this body, this mass of corpses, and the corpses have to make a dexterity saving throw, but everybody on the outside of the wall is okay. The corpse mound rolled a 19 saving throw. Oh, shit. And the zombie rolled a 13. Okay, the zombie fails, the corpse mound succeeds, and it is 5d8 damage. 29. So the single corpse takes all 29 damage and the corpse mound takes half of that. But it is concentration, so the wall stays there and at every turn that they, um, I think that they start in the area, they have to do it all over again. Just maybe don't run into the firewall. Try and hit them through it. Can't tell me what to do. I can't. (laughs) I can't. The zombie corpse drops to the ground in flames. Nice. And there is this inhuman shriek in return mingled in with the shrieks of the the spirits in your wall of fire. I need everyone, because this is the first time you've used this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I need everyone to please roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh, right. Right. Against Yolari's spell-saving DC. My worst. Yeah, not my best. Uh, three. Oh, no, Keila. Uh, 18 on the die. Wisdom, 20. Okay, you should be good. Uh, 
15. So 15 is my spell save DC. Uh, so anyone over a 15 is okay. Everyone 15 or over is good. Everyone but Keela. Keela, you are frightened. Oh no, I'm frightened of you, Larry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're scared of me, but it's okay. Alas, the corpse mound is just screaming and it's just going. Uh, Does it seem frightened of me? <laughs> it's a corpse mound. Hard to tell. Fair enough. <laughs> We're back to the top. Keela, there is a raging wall of fire in front of you. You can barely see this corpse mound that is surrounded by it. Uh, what do you do? How, how... Can I see how long the wall of fire goes past? I mean, I made it a circle. Oh, I see. Okay. Around the mound. As long as you don't, like, go into it, you're yeah. okay. Okay. So here's what I'm going to attempt to do, and I don't know if it's going to go well. Um, so for the first time in longer than I can actually remember, I'm going to rage. Ooh. And then I'm going to use, for the very first time, my Spirit of the Poke to try and poke it through the hot fire yeah, and poke whatever in the mound that I can possibly hit through the fire. Okay. First off, what does you raging look like? What does this, what is this scene? You have this raging fire in front of you. Your hair is billowing from the force of wind in it. You can hear these battled shrieks. You are scared of Eulares, which means you can only run away from Eulares. You cannot move <laughs> towards Eulares at this time. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, and you're scared of your friend. What does this rage look like? Really, I think that it's been so long since I've raged that I almost kind of forget what I need to do. But I think that seeing Anton rage helps remind me to look within the deepest parts of myself to just remember why we're here. Remember that this pile of corpses could have once been... Rashomon soldiers, Rashemi soldiers trying to fight back against the betrayer, remembering why we're here, why we're doing this to fight back against the betrayer. And between seeing Anton and that, and then quite frankly, this majestic fire created by this woman that I both admire and greatly fear right now, <laughs> all these factors together allow me to reach into those deep buried angry parts of myself and bring them out with just like a quick like rah sound and uh, at the same time I I pull out my rapier and throw in some pokes throw a poke so the first is a 12 to hit nope the second's an 11 oh nope. geez so what does that scene look like uh -huh. these are some Keela quality rolls oh, really Keela. um but that's okay I think that just because the fire is is raging so greatly, I think that when I try to thrust my weapon into the fire, it just doesn't quite, maybe I just don't quite get the distance right. I don't quite throw it in far enough. I'm too afraid to burn myself. And it just, I just end up just uselessly poking the fire. Maypri. Hilarious, that fire is really cool. Can I walk through it? I wouldn't recommend going to the other side of it. Just... Stick Look things through it. I'm angry and fire resistant. Okay, have fun. Yes. I'm going to step through the flames. 
Okay. Oh my. It means you take half damage. Mm -hmm. So roll 5d8. But you can also roll a dexterity save against it. Oh, okay. Let's start with that. Because then you could take half of half damage. Mm -hmm. I didn't save. I got a 13. It is 27. So it's half of 27. That's 13. That is nothing to me. Some of my clothes catch. (laughs) I lose like a bit of an eyebrow. (laughs) I got 70. 72 health points. I'm healthy still. I'm doing great. Okay. Just a little angry. Okay. So on the other side, I lose sight of my friends, but I don't lose sight of the enemy. And true to form, I'm going to attack with my glaive. That is a double attack. Fucking shit, this is not... Okay, um, does a 13 hit? No. Oh, no. Uh, does a 25 hit? Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, that becomes eight damage. And then, with my frenzy, because two, two measly attacks, i.e. one really good stab, it's just kind of fueled by all of my sweaty hatred for this creature. I get to attack one more time. I'm basically a fighter, just angrier, you know? (laughs) And 20. Yep. Six slashing damage. And that's just all the force of, like, her fury comes down with a glaive slash towards just all of the bodies, whatever is present in front of her, whatever she can strike first. You are super close. That stench, the noxious fumes that come off of this is horrific. But you pass your saving throw, so you're immune to its poisonous effects at this time. But it doesn't negate how horrible it is. My eyes are watering. Anton. Uh, I looked at Keela and say, rage better! And then I jump through the fire <laughs> to follow Maypri. Yes! <laughs> All right, let's get a dexterity saving throw. I have advantage on those. <laughs> I love us. 15. That just makes it. Cool. So you get half of the half. Do so I? roll 5d8. Oh my gosh, so much math that you're going to make me do. Yeah. Yes. 25. So 12 down to 6. Down to 6. Roger that. I'm going to attack it, obviously, but I'm also going to recklessly attack it, uh, which gives me advantage Ooh. on my melee weapon attacks. Yada, yada, yada. I get to attack it again, basically. Uh, so first one to hit, I'll just roll this is a 21. Yep. And then a 26. Yep. And then oh, both of those were 19, so that's going to be a 28. So that's three hit-ems. Three hit-ems. Yep, that is three hit-ems. <laughs> 44. 44. Slash Ooh. Okay. Nice. Showing me up. That, what does that look like? Uh, I mean, he, he busts through this these flames and it parts. Um, and then sucks up behind him, and then he he sees Maypri and just kind of smiles in their general direction, and then just starts laying into this corpse thing <laughs> mound, trying to get to the bottom of it. Like you, you look in his eyes. Maypri's the only one who can do this, uh, but you look <laughs> in his eyes, and he looks like he's trying to hit ground on these hits. <laughs> All right, and at this time, it's like... Now it's got to do a dexterity saving throw on its turn, right? Yeah. Well, I rolled a nat 20. Okay, so it succeeds. So half damage is 20. So 10 damage. That sucks. Next time, we'll be firier. (sighs) 
and there's some screeches, these high-pitched, like, mixed in with that as this corpse mound is burned. And Maypri, as you are standing there, you can see the face, like it's half, the flesh is is missing from half of it, but it looks like a Rashemi woman with what would have been her, the markings from her lodge that she was a member of. And that face screams in front of yours for just one moment before the mound kind of undulates a little bit and she disappears in the mass of bodies. And another body kind of flops out and goes to attack you, Maypre, but because it's starting its turn in the thing, it rolled a 16 saving throw. That succeeds. Do you want to just do the same damage as the one? The... 20? Yeah. So like 10 so damage? 10? Well, it screeches in a <laughs> kind of way and it is burned up in the flames and drops down. The corpse mound itself, though, lashes out at Anton because this Anton is just this man with an axe just going berserk at it. It is going to just slam itself up against you. That's a 25. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. (laughs) 2d7 or 2d10 plus 7. 2d7. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Four and nine is 13 plus seven. That's 20 hit points as it slams into you. Oh, wait, it's bludgeoning damage plus 3d6 necrotic damage. Ooh, uh, I have resistance to bludgeoning, so that's only 10. Okay, so 16 necrotic damage. I don't have resistance to that, no. <laughs> and you are considered grappled as these bodies are all slamming into you and grabbing onto you and trying to pull you into their mess. Let's do this! Hilarious. How far away from it am I right now? You are 20 feet away. Oh, okay. It's a corpse mound. I kind of want to cast Blight, but that is necrotic. I feel like necrotic doesn't gonna do a lot to corpses. So, let's try to banish this asshole. I am going to stare at it through the flames and while maintaining concentration on the wall of fire, like, try and envision the shadow fell from whence I think it comes and just try and suck it down into like a portal away and I'm going to cast banishment and it has to make a charisma saving throw and this is concentration spell so it will dispel the fire as I do this I'm realizing but I'm going to do it let's do it the fire away and this opening kind of underneath it is pulling it but Anton is kind of trapped and grappled into this creature as well. And this hole appears. This black inky portal emerges underneath them. It rolls a one and has a negative one charisma. Yes! 
So I need first before we resolve this scene, Anton grappling strength strength check, please. Come on, Anton. I have advantage. Oh, I'm glad you do. Yeah. Uh, saving throw, you said yes. Oh yeah, that's a plus nine. That's a twenty-one, yeah. baby. Oh yeah. <laughs> Say nothing to you. Nah, this is just another walk in the park. Maybe. <laughs> Victoria looks awfully serious. I rolled a twenty, and it gets a plus seven. No! Oh. Anton, as this portal opens up and this mound begins to sink. You are grabbed into this by the many limbs and you sink into the abyss with it. Feeling like the sinking and the fire goes away and like the, like I'm getting pulled in, I know this. I take off as best I can the tube and I mean, Maypree's the only one like super around me. Kila was kind of behind me, so I'm going to throw it and be like, get this to Imomar and start just hacking away as I'm trying to, you know, I'm not even trying to get out. I'm just trying to take this thing down. Anton, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll do my best. Immelmar, go! Immelmar, okay. And she's going to back up and probably stumble, not realizing that wall, that wall of flames has already collapsed. Hello everyone, Tracy here with some new reviews. Our first review is from Brandon R. who said, I began listening to D&D Actual Play podcasts at work last year. I binged through the Adventure Zone and Dungeons and Daddies and needed more. When I found the broads, I was thrilled. Amazing storytelling, hilarious improv, fleshed out and ever-evolving characters, inclusive and queer-friendly, passionate players, and a marvelous DM. It has everything I could have wanted. The first few episodes have meh audio, but it is definitely worth it to push past that. I look forward to binging the series for a long while to come. Thank you for making this. And lastly, I literally cried with joy when a group of gender non-conforming, non-binary magic users were introduced. Representation matters. Brendan, thank you so much. You're awesome. The next review is from Z8888, who said, Amazing. I'm in love with this podcast. The broads pull you in with their humorous talent for storytelling. It's also a great way to get a peek into the world of D&D. I'm real excited to play myself one day now. I also love that it's such an open and inviting place for queer people. Broads, you are all amazing and help brighten up the dull days of the current world. So excited to listen more and getting to the bottom of the series that Rashomon holds. Thank you so much, Zed, and I hope that you get to play D&D soon as well. The next is from McMasters34564, who said, Favorite actual play D&D podcast. Just discovered and currently tearing through this wonderful podcast with an excellent group of players. Highly recommend. Thank you so much. And the last one is from DN273, who said, Awesome. Just started listening. Totally awesome. Nice work, girls. Thank you very much. If you haven't reviewed us yet, please do so. It really helps new listeners find us, and also, it just makes us feel great. 
This episode has been brought to you by Cobalt Press. Cobalt Press is currently in a Kickstarter for Vault of Magic for 5th edition, a compendium of 5th edition magic items for magnificent treasures and wild new heroic and villainous options. Manifest the Marvelous! And I'm super excited about it because I am getting a writing credit! <laughs> this is my first real, real big one, and I am super excited excited about it. Uh, so this is actually Keela's bagpipes. The bagpipes of battle are going to be an item in this compendium. And I am not alone as a guest contributor. There are some absolutely wonderful people. There's Adam Bradford, Celeste Conowich, Deborah Ann Wool, Luke Gygax, Daniel Kwan, Megan Kenrick, Todd Kenrick, Professor Dungeon Master, Lauren Urban, Shanna Germain, Nerdarchist Ted, Sly Flourish, V Muse, Pat Patrick Rothfuss, and there are going to be more people that are not announced. I do know who they are. I'm not allowed to say, but let me say this one thing. I'm really excited, super excited, and there's someone else that you may know and cherish and listen to regularly on this podcast. That's all I'm going to say. Check it out. Vault of Magic. Just search it. I'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's get back to it. Anton? Uh... What just happened? Anton, where... What? Yularis, what was that? Scary? Yularis, what was that? Yeah, that was scary. I think the the two of you sort of like look around and back at Yularis and she's just sort of standing there with like her eyes wide and her mouth open and like a little bit of energy still crackling between her fingertips as it sort of dissipates and she just sort of like drops to her knees and stares at the place where Anton and the monster vanished and just starts like, no, 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 that's not supposed to happen. That's not supposed to happen. Oh, no, 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 Okay, we should move from the, from, from this site and I'm just going to drag Keela and Yularis preferably back to the road because I think we had stepped off to, to do battle. I think if 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 you try and grab her, Yularis is gonna try and like run over to the place and like just try and brush like the dirt away and like try and find the spot as if there's like a hole there that she would be able to fish him out of. It doesn't make any sense, but she's like digging in the dirt. Like, no, no. It's not supposed to just one creature. It's not supposed to he was supposed to be okay, what happened? I don't understand. And just looks back at the two of you. I don't understand what happened. That's not what's supposed to happen. Uh, I think that Keela is as shocked as Yularis is and is just standing, but instead of like trying to bring him back, she's just standing in place, staring at the spot. And when Maypre tried to pull her, she just stood rooted to the spot and just is not moving with her, her jaw just wide open, staring where Anton just was moments ago. We can't stay here. I'm really sorry. I know this is a lot. I- 
losing friends isn't easy, but... He's not lost. He can't be lost. He's not lost. What are you talking about? Maypree! He'll come back. He was just here. <laughs> She'll take a step back. Uh... We really need to get back onto the road. There's bandits and monsters. There's gotta be something. I'm gonna start, like, just frantically flipping through my journal and my spell book. There's gotta be... There's gotta be something. What? Like... Um... Elyris, what spell was that? What... What just happened? Banishment. I banished it. It was, it's not from here. It's not supposed to be here. So I banished it, banished it back to where it's supposed to go. So it, it, it should be in the shadow fell right now, which maybe means that it dragged Anton with it to the shadow fell. Um, Ularys. It's not supposed to be able to do that though. The spell's not supposed to work that way. I know. I know you, Larry's. You did the right thing. We would have all been killed by that monster if you didn't banish it. I but I, I just don't understand how Anton had to go down with it. I've, I've never seen this happen with a banishment. It's... I... I thought I had it under control. I thought I was in control. I know. There's nothing. I, there's nothing here. I have... I don't... I could... I could drop the spell. It hasn't been a minute. I could drop the spell. It'll bring the monster back too, but I could drop it. It, could, it might bring him back. It oh, might no. not. No, um, no, no, please don't do that. That sounds like a worst case scenario. If you do that, we might all die and we but, might not even bring Anton back. Hilarious, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I did it. I did it. No. It's literally as much my fault as it could be. No, because this wouldn't have happened. There wouldn't have been the monster if this wasn't for the betrayer. This is the betrayer's Which fault. Which is also my fault. It is not your fault. <sighs> you were just trying to save your father. Yularis, you are trying to do the right thing. But you need to know that There's this... There's gotta be something. I can fix this. I have to be able to fix this. You need to know that this is the betrayer. And take that anger and turn it towards the betrayer. Mm-hmm. I think she's just gonna, like, stand up and just sort of, sort of like, scream and, like, throw a, just a firebolt at a, a nearby tree. Nothing too devastating, but just like, <gasps> why is there nothing I can do? I... It's not supposed to work that way. It was just supposed to get the creature. I know. And I turned to Maypri. We know. Yeah. I really do think we should get a move on. I'm sorry. I, I know we're all feeling a lot, but danger is still very real and very present. Can we just wait till the minute is up? Can we just see what happens? I don't know. You wait another minute, two minutes, three minutes. Nothing. Uh, Yularis will sort of slowly get to her feet and brush the dirt and sort of charred earth off of her skirts and hoist Yularis Jr. back up onto her back. (sighs) 
they're not coming back. I don't think so. No, no, they're not. He might... He could... Maybe escape from it over there if it was... Confused. Maybe he could find a place to hide. Maybe we can find a way to... Retrieve him. I... Anton is not our mission right now. I'm going to look at Keela. I'm, I'm so sorry, Keela. Here's what we're going to do. Before we go, I just... I want to say a few words, and... it's It probably won't matter, but I'm going to cast message and see if I can send him something just just in case and then and then may praise right are either of you hurt do either of you need healing I think I was hurt but I don't know if I kept proper track of it I currently am short by seven hit points right now <laughs> that sounds incorrect though I think I was much more hurt than that um you know what? I'll still just like feeling like I need the need to do something helpful. I still want to cast Cure Wounds on my pre anyways. So you get nine points of health. Hey, and I'm back up. Oh, no, I'm not. I can't do math. I short my former hit points. <laughs> well, you're better than you were. Yeah, I feel better. And I'm going to cast Message and send a message to Anton that just says, Anton, we will deliver the message. We hope you're okay. If you can, send us... send us a message back. Let us know. We promise to honor you. You send that message, and it off it goes. Whether it's received or not, you do not know. And then I, I quickly kneel over the spot where Anton disappeared and rest my palm on the soil and just say, thank you for all that you've taught me. Not just to be a scald and get angry, but you taught me what we need to fight for. We promise we'll do everything we can to take out the betrayer. Oh, tell him, tell him we'll always have breakfast in his name. And we'll always have breakfast in your name. I think with that, taking one last look at the spot, uh, Keela turns and leads the others back towards the road.
as you travel along, you see up ahead, there is a group of people approaching you. Um, they're far off into the distance. There looks to be maybe a handful of people. It's hard to tell from that distance. Can I make a perception check to see if I can gather from this distance, maybe if I can get a read on their body language to see if it seems aggressive or whether they're maybe a little bit more relaxed? Yeah. 19. They look hurried. Okay. And they're heading the opposite way from us? They're heading back? Um... They're heading towards you. Okay. Well, that could be either good or terrifying. I'm going to start holding on to my uh, glaive. Just in case. You can see that as they're approaching, there is a hand cart that they have. Um, and there seems to be one of the larger people of the group is pulling it um, behind them. And others have large bundles strapped to them. And as they come towards you and you approach them... You can see that this looks to be like a family. Probably refugees of some sort. Mm-hmm. That's what it's looking like. As we get closer, can we tell if they look hurt or, I mean, otherwise in a bad state? One looks to be like they're limping a bit. They kind of drag their foot behind them slightly. Uh, but otherwise, they look healthy, haggard, and thin. They don't look like they've had a solid meal in a long time. But they look generally as healthy as could be. Maypre being Maypre, would like to kind of jog a little ahead of the two um, to meet up with the, the family. Hello! Hi! You are the first people we have seen on the roads! Um... Uh, 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 hi, I, my name is Maypre. Do you need any help? All of them. Their eyes um, go wide. There is a woman. She's holding a young child, probably three or so. Um, and she puts her arm around its back and pulls away slightly as if protecting the child from you. The person pulling the handcart sets it down immediately and draws... A, a blade. It is a short sword. It is old. It honestly, it looks like it's been sitting above a mantelpiece for years and years and years and hasn't been kept up. <laughs> oh, wow. What are you going to do with that? Um, look <sighs> at me and then look at you. I I want to help. Maypre. May oh, hi. These are my friends. And I'm going to just like sort of step in front of her a bit. I'm like... I learned my lesson when we appeared in Erling. I'm wearing my mask and I, I say, there won't be any need for that, sir. Oh, yes. Ethrin. Yes. And the whole family kind of like bow slightly. Just like just a slight in, in a decline of their shoulders and head. Yeah, well, incline my head back. Are you making your way to Erling? That's the plan, the large one says. Are you going to help with the front? 
An army is de- coming down on Imamar. We'll we know. Them. We'll fight them all. Don't worry. We should make haste then. Um, we have just come from Erling direction. Um, hopefully the road has not repopulated with uh, denizens of the Shadowfell. Um, but uh, my hope is that we have more or less cleared the way for you. The road should be relatively clear. Do any of you require healing before we depart? Or better weapons? I think I have a javelin. Or perhaps, do we have any... I want to kind of whisper to me, Priya and Ilaris, do we have any rations we can share? They look like they're in need of them. I was definitely not in charge of accounting for the rations, so... Mm, I mean, the place we were at didn't really have... An excess of food. That's true. They can hear you and um, say there's no food anywhere. The betrayer's forces have salted so many fields. Well, I rummage through my pockets and I hand the the one who had that awful knife. Um, I hand them a javelin. From your pockets? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Big pockets. It's like a, a clown car magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot javelins were big. Point, I was picturing. At some point, Maypre got like pockets of holding. <laughs> <laughs> we're not clear on when that happened. And it's only yeah. for this one moment, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here, this might be better than that rusty tetanus disaster you have. <laughs> I wouldn't be upset if the betrayer's forces got tetanus. Oh, it is a slow death, believe you me. You're better just stabbing and killing them that way. But I get what you're saying, though. Yes, tetanus. It's good, I think. Uh, but here, please. I, I can't. If I can't help you, I, I feel like I have to be able to do something. So take this as a gift from, uh, and Maypree's gonna look over, uh, Yulari's, uh, from her. <laughs> so it's a really good gift. You could tell everybody back in town. The one uh, slowly reaches out for the javelin and their fingers wrap around it very tightly. You can see the white knuckles. Um, he looks terrified, not necessarily of you, but just terrified in general. Just a, a general feeling of terror. Thank you. We sh- we should we should hurry. A uh, quick quick question uh, on behalf of the Ethrin. Um, is there anything we should keep an eye out for on the path? Like, did you stumble on any traps or like uh, really scary monsters that you ran from? We bandits. There was that cloaked figure that we saw on the battlefield picking through corpses says the mother. Oh, well, that's shameful. We kept a low profile, and it didn't seem to be bothered with us. Hmm. We will keep an eye out for them. Uh, Safe travels to you all. Safe travels. And may you find victory. We hope so. And the family continues on down the road. The cartwheels squeaking. 
as you continue down the road, there are more corpses in the field that you are going across. Um, and it's not just Rashemi. There are strange creatures, nightmarish creatures. What you would expect from nightmares. There are many limbed creatures. There are creatures with what looks like a hundred eyes. And they're all dead, rotting flies and ravens alike flying about. How old does the battlefield appear to be? Is it fairly recent or have they been here for a week or more? Yeah, they're pretty ripe. Let's let's just get past this place as quickly as possible. Yeah, it smells really bad. These people. What happened? This is This is horrible. This is a horrible way to go. More happened. Kicks the leg of like something with 15 legs. Yeah, something like this happened. And this is what we're doing. This is what we have to stop. Like, this is why we can't slow down. We have to keep going. The slower we are, the more people who have to suffer these horrible fates. I wish we knew how close that army was to MLMAR. I hope we get there in time. How, how do we stop something like this? We're just three people. I figure we just hit a bunch of people really hard. But like a lot of times. It's worked for mm -hmm. everything I've done in life this far. I'm just going to keep trying to do it again. A slight wind kind of picks up over the field. Yularis, that nose gay would definitely come in handy at this point mm -hmm. in time. Because um, that scent on the wind is putrid. But in that wind, you can hear a clatter. As if many bones almost are clattering against each other. I'm going to recommend we hide from that sound. Oh, I thought it was kind of like a wind chime. Okay. Maybe, but maybe it's a bunch of bones walking around in the wind. Oh. I don't, I'm just very skittish right now. <laughs> uh, maybe he's going to look around the battlefield. I feel like I'm just picturing like an open plane. Yep. Yeah, Larry's, where are we going to hide? I'm not getting under a body. Not doing it. Can we see where the sound is coming from? Is it just like some horrible wind chime or is it a scary bone Give creature? Me perception. I can do that. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, 18 on the dice. Yeah, it's 19. There we go. Plus one. Yeah, you can. Your ears follow the line of sound and. On the battlefield, about it's 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 about fifty feet away. You see a pile of bones. It is moving. That that's something I think we should hide from. That thing right there. Don't want to meet it. Don't want to know anything else about it. No, me neither. Um, hide hide where we can. Quite tired right now. Don't have a lot of. Firepower left. Ha 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 ha. I think I can punch ha. bones really hard. <laughs> that I, I would never doubt that. Vapory. Okay. Well, I mean, I can protect you. But I am going to try and make myself small and like low to the ground and 
not interesting to a giant pile of bone monster. Alas. <laughs> uh-huh. As the wind picks up, the bones swirl in a little tornado of bone. There are ribs and arms and legs and skulls. I'm going to grab Lakeila and Maypree's arms. Bones don't normally do that. That's not supposed to happen either. Oh. Oh. And it comes barreling toward you. Oh, God. Roll initiative. Oh, dang. Here we go again. Yeah, I can use my new dice. 24. Oh, damn. I got 20. Uh, 20. You have a higher dex than you, Larry's, though. I got two on my yeah, deck, for sure. sure. I sh- probably should have a higher dex than you. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> my dex is pathetic. Uh. <laughs> and this is still the same day, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, no. No rest, nothing. No rest this for is- the wicked. We really should have taken a rest. Yeah. You did not, though. We did and not, no. Nope. And uh, this is about only like half an hour after the fact. Oh, great. I, I was healed. I'm fine. <laughs> I just be like, I'm very tired. I got so much pep in my step, though. <sighs> Keela, this bone swarm is about 30 feet away from you at this point. What do you do? First of all, I'm going to rage again because I can't nice. believe that after all we've been through today... We have these bones that have the audacity to attack us right now. Do they know what just happened to us? I am very upset. So I am going to rage and I am going to charge forward and uh, hit them twice with my spirit of the poke. (laughs) So let's see. The first attack is going to be a 18. The second is going to be 11. The first one hits... That's going to be six damage. What does that look like, that six damage you poke in the bone swarm? I think that just because they're they're moving and it's such small pieces, I can't quite make purchase with the second poke. And the first poke, I get um, maybe like some, some phalanges, some unimportant bones. <laughs> <laughs> some metatarsals, perhaps? Yes. And then... I, I just try to go in for two quick stabs, and then I'm going to... Sorry, that's actually it. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. That is Maypre. Do any of my party members remember if I frenzied the last time I fought? Yes. I think you did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I am suffering exhaustion. That's just a thing. <laughs> You're not tired at all. <laughs> but hey, guess what? I'm going to do it all over again. Uh, so we start off. So you're going to take a second point of exhaustion? I can't do it on this turn this. yet, but I can do it on my next yeah. turn because I have to use my bonus okay. to rage this time. All of consequences. <laughs> <laughs> um, so bolstered by Keela's rage, Maypree kind of like has to like shake herself into a little bit of a, a rage in order to truly feel like the, the fierceness and frustrations. Plus, she, I think she is realizing that she might be a little tired. It's like that, that <laughs> bone deep tiredness. Um, I think she was thinking about it because there were bones in front of her. Uh, <laughs> so with that rage, um, what are we going to do? I can, I'm going to attack for sure, but I think my first attack is going to be a reckless attack to get advantage on my attack because I needed that. That was an eight. Does a 17 hit? A 17 17- just hits. 
Just FYI, rolls against me now have an advantage until my next turn. So if I get hit, they can roll twice. Alright, now let's do some smashy smash. Mm-hmm. That's 12 and 7. I gotta run up really close, though. That is a very important part. Because uh, it's 30 feet away. My, my glaive is long, but it's not that long. So, like, she's running, huffing, getting all worked up, getting angry, and then stabs its skull. You stab into the swarm, and there is a racket as these bones clatter around. And that is what kind of damage? Slashing. So, <laughs> yeah, you, there's nothing for you to really slash. Your glaive just like bites into bone and almost just like scrapes it. So it doesn't really seem to be doing a huge amount of damage to this thing. This thing just starts swirling around even more angry, you would think. It's weird. It's hard to tell. They're just bones. <laughs> Hilarious. I am going to take a couple steps back and just yell, you do not want to try me today. And I am going to throw a fireball at it so that it lands slightly behind it so it doesn't catch my two friends. I would like to try and throw it back. Um, although I guess I do have... I never remember this, but I have the evocation stuff. So, no, screw it. I'm going to land the fireball directly on top of it and just shape the fireball around Maypri and Kila so that they are not damaged by it. Okay. Fire away. So it gets to make dexterity saving throw. Ten. Ten is a definite failure. It also has a wisdom saving throw to see if it's frightened. Yep. And that is a 10 as well. So <gasps> that fails. So it is frightened of you. Do not fuck with me, bone monster. So first four of the eight dice has three fives in it. So five, 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 and two is 17. Plus uh, three is 20. Plus six is 26. Plus four is 30. Plus a one. So 31 points of fire damage. Ooh. Wow. This thing just goes. <laughs> Keela, what is it like <laughs> having this fireball shaped around you? I trust you, Larry's, but even Do so, <laughs> there's always a moment when this happens where I'm quite certain you're going to accidentally uh, set me on fire. I don't know if I've ever done this before, though. I don't know... I haven't you did fireball a, once. I did fireball once, but I don't think anybody was in the range of it. So I don't know if I've ever actually shaped this might be a first. Yeah, and actually you're supposed to be doing a wisdom saving throw as well. Yeah, because there's you. screaming, screaming ghosts. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, May pre as well. be a thing if they've had to save against me once in a day, then... Ooh, unnatural 20. They're immune to it for a bit? Okay, cool. I'm rolling okay <laughs> tonight. What is happening? What's happening? I don't trust it. Well, in that case, I do trust you, but I'm st I'm absolutely terrified for a second until the fire somehow avoids me, which is just shocking and wonderful. Maypri. I am raging, therefore I'm immune to fear. Too angry to feel fear. Yeah. <laughs> 
the fire just makes you angry. <laughs> What's going through your mind as fire is shaped around you? With screaming spirits inside of it. It feels like fighting. It feels like power. It feels like the best battles are where you're sweating and you're covered in the blood of your enemies. I've acquired, I've achieved half of that. Lots of sweat, lots of sweat, either due to the fighting, mostly due to the fire. But that is just something that really feels right within my rage is just being gross and sweaty. I'm also picturing picturing like a spectral Maypre like ripping a sick electric guitar solo like in a really heavy metal song as that's going on like I love it yeah uh, and it is its turn and oh no. it is going to start first off it's going to start by moving away from your lair yeah that's right you run. It's going to swirl around away from Mularis, but as it's swirling, this it is going to move onto Maypree's space. And it starts like a you're it's almost like you're in the eye of a hurricane as this thing swirls around you with like Broken skeletons like claw, bite, stab, and slam at you. Hmm. That's gonna hurt. That's an unnatural 20. Oh, yeah, that hits. (laughs) 5d8. Oh, no. I hope it's bludgeoning damage. (laughs) It's bludgeoning, piercing, and slash. All things are resistant to! Okay, so you'll take half of this. (laughs) I got tough skin. 10 points of damage, so 5. Okay, and I would like to use my reaction. Because I've never used my reaction in the entirety of playing d and I've never used a reaction, and I'm hyped for this moment. <laughs> I have something called Hellish Rebuke. Yes, you do! Yeah. When I get hurt, more than my feelings, when I'm physically hurt, <laughs> I can point my finger at a creature, which still hurts because there's things like bashing around me, like, I'm, I've, like you said, I'm in the eye of the storm. Um, however, the creature must make a deck save, um, otherwise it'll take 2d10 fire damage. And on a failed save, it's just half. That is 15. What's your spell save, DC? Oh, no, I've never to calculate that. <laughs> <laughs> You're using a spell. I, I need to know what it is. Uh, it's 13. Okay, it saves. All right, so half damage, and it's 2d. 14. And half of that is... Seven. Yeah. But I like to imagine that from the outside, because, like, Mapri is just consumed by this, like, skeletal storm, and then you just see pockets of, like, fire bursting through it, and it's just like, fire? Mm-hmm. Why would there be fire around Mapri? Mapri doesn't do fire. Yeah, what's going through all of your minds as you see just Mapri suddenly cast in fire? Can we see it if the bones are all just around Mapri? You see like- flames, like poking and fluttering through the flames. I think I probably think it's just a couple sparks still left over from the fireball, honestly. I'm impressed. It's hard to believe seeing this coming from Maypre, but I think maybe because I'm a little bit closer, I might be able to see a little bit better than Hilary's, and I'm just heckin' impressed right now. Kila. I'm going to uh, use my spirit assault, and as a bonus action, I'm going to have my, my two wispy spirits attack the bones. So that's going to be... So what's first, before you do that, summoning those spirits, what does that look like? Those spirits... I haven't summoned them in a while. I think it's almost a bit of a, a creaky action where I have to really reach deep inside and remember where to pull them from and where to 
how to connect with those spirits. I think it might even take me a moment while all this action is going on with Maypri and Yaleri's to to pull them out, and I have to kind of close my eyes and try and find a bit of almost solace in the battle so that I can pull them forth. And uh, the spirits, I think they perhaps have a little bounce of excitement before they circle me at being able to come out and uh, be involved in the action again. Uh, but I immediately send them into battle, and they do. So the first one does six necrotic damage, and the second one does five necrotic damage. And then my attacks, uh, my first attack is a 22. Yep. And my second attack is a 26. Yep. Well. The first one is going to do nine damage, and the second one is going to do eight damage. So a total of 17 damage from me, plus 11 damage from the spirits. It's the same sort of thing as Maypree had with her glaive. There's no flesh in which to slash with your rapier. You're just like playing a bone xylophone with your rapier. <laughs> I do get a little bit of bardic enjoyment out of that, though. Yeah, how does it sound? <laughs> Plain scales. In this melee that you're you're in some of the bones there's a few bones that have rolled off of the swarm and lay inert on the ground but it's still a large swarm of bones i i i, I know i'm saying bone swarm and swarm of bones a lot but that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> and if that's what it is that's what it is i mean that's what it is me pre I think through that bone swarm, then, Maypri is finally going to notice uh, Keyless spirits, and she's going to remember that she could summon some spirits. Uh, I haven't done those in season one, you know? It's time to bring it back. Um, so I believe it is spectral uh, ancestor ancestral protectors. When I'm raging, spectral warriors appear. They look like my childhood friends, which is like a child. However, they can distract a foe I designate and hinder its attempts to save me. Um, I can only move it around on a bonus action. So I summon... It's a, it's a difficult summoning, because things are going on around me. You know, I, I think for a moment that I'm grateful it's not concentration. And then outside of that bone swarm, this unassuming kid with like uh, a bob cut long like black hair really bad cut bangs wearing like a burlap sack and a see-through she's just like vibing on the edge of the bone swarm and she's trying to like wave at them to get her to get them to come and pay attention to her like come play with me come play with me except quiet because i don't know spectrals talk then may pre come play with me come play with me <laughs> may pre wants to play she's not creeped out Oh, I just want to attack. I'm just going to punch it twice. That's... I feel like I said I was going to punch it. I'm going to punch it. Okay. Because I can add, like, a hole. Punch it. What is that? A That's with your strength modifier. Yep. That would not have made it a seven. Nope. <laughs> and an eight. I'm not, like, even if I add, like... Yeah, it's not... I punch the air. Punch the air a lot, and while screaming. I think you punch a rib, Oof. but it scrapes your knuckles really badly. It hurts. And it doesn't really seem to do anything to... Because the, the rib's already cracked. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It might fracture a little bit more, but it's fine. Okay, and that'll hang out. Hilarious. 
Do I have the sense that this big old pile of bones is maybe something that would intensely dislike radiant damage? Is that something that... I mean... I don't know. It looks undead. Okay. I am going to cast Moonbeam on top of it at third level. Um, am I going to be okay on the Moonbeam? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and radiant damage is something Maypri is not immune to or resistant no, to. But I believe in how tough Maypri is and... <laughs> Just versus the monster. We okay. Gotta, okay. We gotta do something to it. And I mean, maybe you'll make your saves better than. <laughs> Thanks for the this optimism. Asshole. <laughs> so a silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot circle around it. Uh, when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time or starts its turn there, it is. In- Engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and must make a constitution saving throw. Um, it takes 2d10 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one, except an extra d10 because I cast it at third level instead of second. So 3d10. I rolled a one. Wow, that's pretty bad. I think, though, it doesn't technically take damage until its turn. Although it is its turn next, so we could just yeah. do it now. Okay. So 3d10, 18, 18 radiant damage. This bone swarm is illuminated and in this radiant damage, it almost goes inverted in color, almost like as if it's an x-ray of all these bones. But then you can also see Maypri's bones in the center of it as it all lights up and these bones sizzle. You can see like the marrow inside them is sizzling and and there's some little bit of steam coming out of it. I'm making soup. And that brings us to it. It is not enjoying this whole sizzling business. (laughs) Um, And it is going to swirl around Maypri a bit some more. I'm not rolling well at all. You have disadvantage if you hit me because my specter. Or if you roll to attack me. Well, I rolled a six and then a three. So, (laughs) um, I mean, it does get a plus 10 to hit, but that's a 13. Nope. Okay. I say thank you to the child outside the bone storm. (laughs) It is sizzling. There's this ghost child going, play with me, play with me. Um, And this is a creepy situation here. And even the bones are a little confused. (gasps) When the bone monster is creeped out, then you know you've succeeded. (laughs) Right? We are out creeping the bone monster. Keela. Okay, I'm I'm definitely... Keela's having a moment of feeling a bit stuck because I want my the assistance of my spirits, but I know that my weapon isn't doing full damage, but I also don't have many spell slots, so I'm just going to keep hoping that persistence pays off. <laughs> so I'm going to send my spirits in first. They do six and um, five damage. So 11 damage. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to go in and just, I mean, it's difficult because I have a poking weapon. You have a slashing weapon. You call it the spirit of the poke. That's fair. But a rapier is a slashing weapon. 
I still perceive it as something that I poke with. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think I want to tr try and see if I can find maybe a skull. Like, that seems like something I can maybe get a good, get right in the eye socket or something like that. So the first is going to be a 26. Mm -hmm. And the second's a natural one. So no, there we go. There's the Tracy rolls coming out. And that first attack is going to do seven damage. So it's a total of 18 damage between my spirits and myself. Bad natural one here. Let me roll a percentile dice. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, 72. You're okay. good. Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous what, what... Nice and mysterious. Percentage right? would have been bad, and what would have happened? We have no idea. You don't just know. keep rolling critical fails, Tracy. We will find <laughs> just out. Just to find out. Just to save my curiosity. <sighs> yeah, um, so you you do stick your rapier inside a eye socket, but it kind of gets stuck a little bit, and mm. you kind of have to fight to pull it out. Maypre. I am gonna try and punch it again. I'm determined. Oh, I have to save against... It was Constitution? Yep. Okay. I'm good at that. Aw, uh, yeah. 16 plus 6. 22. That's the number. Does that... Save? That saves from Moonbeam. Okay. What's half damage? One. Seven. Nope, that's another one. And five. So that's only seven damage. Half of seven. <laughs> Is three. Four. Three. 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 Nice. Singes, like, some of my hair mm -hmm. hurts my Sorry. hand. <laughs> Ow! Alright. And then within that rage and frustration, I'm gonna punch the bones. 24? Mm-hmm. That's a hit. Roll 1d4 plus your strength modifier. So 7 on 1 punch. That's a decent punch. Yeah. Yeah, so what is that like? You punch... Into what? I want to crack a skull with my fist. Okay, you crack a skull. The jaw comes right off. It hinges right off of yes. the Yes. And I'm going to punch with my other fist because I get two attacks per action. <laughs> um, 12 plus 5 is 17. I think that does. Yes. Eight damage. And that time, Mepri punches a tibia cracks it, hopefully. Yeah, um, you crack a tibia. The tibia goes somersaulting into the air and away from the fighting fray. Yalaris. Okay, so I'm going to maintain concentration on Moonbeam and mm -hmm. I have one more third level spell slot, so let's just do as much damage as possible. I'm going to throw another fireball. Let's just try and get rid of this thing. Okay. Are you shaping it again? Yes, I will shape it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to the best I take half damage. My abilities. <laughs> so yeah, it makes a dex uh, save. Dex save. I rolled a one. Holy crap, this monster is bad at things. Yes, this monster. <laughs> it's not very smart. I mean, it's a pile of bones. I can't imagine a pile of bones is that dexterous either. So okay, five, four is nine plus one is ten so twelve on the first four dice and then twelve plus six is eighteen plus four is twenty two plus three is twenty five plus three is twenty eight so twenty eight total fire damage can you from shape your fire around a square that I'm in 
Like, if I'm in that square with the enemy? That's a good question. Can I shape it around Maypri when the bones are all around Maypri? Yeah, you make it cylindrical. Okay. Whoa. It's like nice. a donut. Wow, I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Whoosh. <laughs> but you can't be frightened, Maypri, but Keela, you can be. Yeah. So roll a wisdom saving throw, please. You hear a loud roar from inside the column of fire. 13. What's your spell save? No. Okay, so you are scared of Yolaris. You cannot approach Yolaris at this point. Um, you want to stay away from Yolaris. What is that like for Keela? I think the thought of immolating right now is just too terrifying for Keela and just too close with everything that's happened that day. And I think that she's struck with, again, with how absolutely powerful Yolarius is and how quickly she could ki- kill Keela, even accidentally. Or banish her to a horrible other plane. Oh. <laughs> oh. And it is the bone monster's turn. The bone Constitution monster is- save. Oh, yes. Constitution <laughs> save. I rolled a seven and no, the constitution is zero. So. No. It's zero? Wow. That's yeah. not good. Plus zero. 17 radiant. This swarm of bones is quite diminished at this point. It is not as large as it was. There are a lot of smoking bones littering the ground around Maypre. But the bones that are left, they are quite unhappy. And bony arms reach out to grapple Maypre. I need to retire this dice, because that is another one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. Holy heck. That's Thank plus you, dice that's gods. 10 to hit, so that's an 11. But yeah, that doesn't do it. So that is, it reaches out. How does Maypre deflect these reaching bony arms? With her muscly arms. <laughs> it's just like, uh, she just like pushes her arms out and shoves the skeletal hands away. Keela. The first thing I'd like to do is uh, turn to Maypre and say, Maypre, punch harder and give her some bardic inspiration. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what is your inspiration at? You're D- D8 now. D12? D8. Okay. D12, that would be amazing. <laughs> You'll get there. Uh, and then I'm going to go in for another round of attacks. So, um, my spirits, let's see, we have the first one's going to do six. The second one's also going to do six, so that's 12 from the spirits. My first attack is a 19. Yep. And my second is a 15. No. That will be six damage from me. My spirits are doing much better than I am. My goodness. <laughs> so 18 damage total between the three of us. That's what you think it is. In fact, you know what? I shout, I shout out, good job, spirits. You're compensating for me. <laughs> okay, Maypre. Oh, bolstered by Keela. Your st- moonbeam still on? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Kristen, yeah, it is. Sorry. Okay. No, you're good. 19? Yeah, that saves. 17. So half of 17. 8. I'm just gonna keep punching! 
I feel so useless, but I'm angry and I'm in a column. There was a column of fire there and there's this moonbeam that keeps crashing down on me and all these bones keep hitting me and hands came out of nowhere. I just like, it's senseless rage, you know? Mm-hmm. 15. No, wait, use my D8. Use your bardic inspiration. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Boop. 22. Yes. Ha Yeah. Thank you, Kilo. <laughs> it's nine. That's a nine punch. It's a good punch. And then 14 to hit. So, yeah, (laughs) what does that one really solid punch look like? I think Mapri kind of squares her feet. Within the storm, you can see, like, she's getting beaten. Like, she's got cut marks all across her body, but she still has a determined stance, the determined stare, and, like, that snarl on her face. And it's just like an uppercut uh, to a pelvis uh, bone. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shatters down bone dust. Hilaris. Hilaris is starting to get pretty tired. Getting, I don't think she's ever been this tapped out before on spells. So I think she's starting to breathe hard and like you can see like sweat on her face and, and, uh, maybe carving some lines in the like dust and charcoal and general grime. Um, gonna just keep that moonbeam up, hold on to that, and with my action this turn, I guess I will throw something <laughs> since I'm gonna <laughs> hurt Maypre with the other thing, something that won't hit Maypre. So screw it, haven't done this for a while. I am just gonna throw a second level magic missile at it. Pew, pew, pew. So auto hit. 44 plus 4, then. 13 force damage for that. That feels pretty pathetic compared to what the last couple turns did, but (laughs) oh well, it didn't hurt my friend. At this point, this thing is only a few femurs. A few sad bones. A few sad femurs. (laughs) A few sad femurs. A couple metatarsals. Um, There's a tailbone. And they are trying to swarm Maypre, but they look just like little tiny asteroids orbiting <laughs> our tiefling. <sighs> and uh, they try to make a constitution saving throw? Yeah, well. And then yeah, attack me at disadvantage? <sighs> I rolled a three. Hey, it's better okay, than a one. So eight. Plus five, plus five. So 18 uh, radiant damage to the sad bones that remain. Those sad bones sizzle and drop to the ground. <gasps> I will drop the spell as that happens. So and it smells like soup amidst the putrid <laughs> corpse scent. It's oh, kind of uncomfortable. I'm hungry oh. and confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Whew. Holy heck, that was a lot. Okay, uh, who needs healing? Okay, me, point, point at me, free. Pick me. <laughs> Look at all my scratches. I'm covered in them. Just... I even got some burns, some moonbeam burns. Like, just oof. You get 11 points of health. <laughs> oh, I, my surface scratches are gone. <laughs> I might be healing. I never said I was good at it, but I'm trying. <laughs> I know. Thank you, Keela. Thank you. It's just, you know, my shoulder's not moving really well. That's okay. 
I need a nap. Really badly. <laughs> yeah, I... All of a sudden, I feel really tired. I do not look as tired as you, uh, but I'm feeling pretty tired. Yeah, me too. Um, looks down. I don't think we should nap in the battlefield, though. No, it it smells too much like soup. Spectral yeah. soup. <sighs> and as you are saying this, you see a figure running. Oh no. What direction? Down the road towards where you used to be, away from the city of Imamar. Oh no. Do we wave at the stranger? I love a good stranger. As they run closer and you can see them, they look quite familiar. In fact, they look quite dapper. Oh no. Like, I wave excitedly. Perhaps a prince. <laughs> Hello! We're over here! Come on, come into the battlefield! It smells like soup! That was an episode, let me tell you. So much music is going to be in the credits. (laughs) So much music. All right. We will see you next week. Uh, That will be the ninth. And we will be with Travis McElroy reprising his role as Buckminster. And we are really excited about it. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Maybe I only got an eight, but I have something about fear that I'm only just. Yeah, if you're raging, you might not be. That's what it was. That's where I read it. Thank you. Yeah, I think when you're raging, you're not vulnerable to fear things. Pretty sure that's the technical way it's written in the rules. We'll just continue as is until I find it, because it's not written in my rage text. If it's not written in your rage text, then it's not part of the thing. Are you in D&D Beyond? Yeah. Yeah, then uh, you could be see. frightened um, if you're raged. Rage. When raging, you gain the following benefits. Uh mm. You're just, like, um, resistant to a lot of Yeah, Maybe it's the frenzied one, because there's definitely something that, like, you can't be charmed or made afraid or whatever, but it might be frenzy. Um, advantage on strength checks. Mindless weapon, rage. Bonus. I can't be charmed or frightened while raging. Okay. That's weird that that's not attached to my... Okay, well, you did a regular rage. Actually, you didn't even say that you raged yet, did you? That was half my yeah. intro. Yeah, okay. did. Uh, okay, sorry. It's just a level six thing. I just that happens. It's just me. This is what happens when I don't understand my level up. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, beginning at level six, you can't be charmed or frightened while raging. If you are charmed or frightened when you enter your rage, the effect is suspended for the duration of the okay. rage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. There you we go. Right. Rules. Right. <laughs> that will be a blooper. Um, <laughs> so let's start that all over again.
Dialogue editing on this episode was done by Rusty Moore. Scoring and sound effects by Victoria Rogers. Theme music by Victoria Rogers. Other music by Cody Martin. Songs heard were Breaking Point, Dungeons and Dragons, Empire, Facing the Infinite, Into the Fray, Legend Tells, Suicide Mission, Undercover, War Banner. Colossus, Song, Losing Hope. Kayla Bethridge, Talos, Hill, Enigma, Moments, Lancashire Road, and My Last Breath. Third Age, Balrog, Wicked Cinema, Hollow, and Kevin MacLeod of Incomtech, Cottages. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.